This is Big Red Birdies with Nebraska golfers Lindsey Teal and Megan Whitaker on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. everyone welcome to 93.7 the ticket this is Lindsay teal here with megan whitaker on big red birdies and we have a champion in the house today megan whitaker won the nebraska amateur uh yesterday we finished up uh we were both in that field and megan won it so megan tell us about that tournament congratulations thank again. you thank you it was a fun three-day tournament it was stressful um coming down the stretch but um it was super hot Yes, it was, it was very hot. It was like 100 degrees every single day. That was the hottest few days of the summer, I think. I'd yeah. say so. That we've had. Consistently yeah. hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it was good. Um, my goal was to just put myself in position after the first two days to have a chance yesterday. And then it was a crazy final round because as against Haley and Allison, it was us three in that final group. And there was a lot of birdies and bogeys and doubles, and it was hard to keep track of. So I was yeah. like, just try to make as many pars as you can and see what happens. Finish it out. Yes. And you did. Yes. You did. That was really awesome to see. I was in a group two, one group ahead one of you. Group. So mm-hmm. I was not able to watch. I watched the last hole, but I wasn't able to watch the rest of it. But yeah, that was fun to see. And I know you guys battled it out really the whole week. I mean, yeah. there was only a few strokes between you and... Haley, at least, mm-hmm. for pretty much the whole tournament. So that was really awesome. But, yeah, way to pull it out. Thank you. And that was both both Nebraska tournaments this year. She won the match play earlier in June and then the amateur yesterday. So that's an awesome summer for you. Thank you. Congratulations. Yes, it's been fun. Yeah. I thought um, Wilderness Ridge was in good shape. It was playing – I thought some of the pins they had were playing pretty tough. So yeah. it definitely set it up championship level so it, it was a really good tournament to play fun to play it in lincoln too yes we don't get that to, too much yes yes so that was awesome but uh so i got a question when it's as you guys were saying when the heat is really up there and temperature wise like are there certain things throughout the course that you're looking for when you're whatever kind of shot it may be on that course when the heat's so high are there certain things you're mm-hmm. watching out for i noticed this week Unless I just had more adrenaline, but the ball seemed to be flying farther. Yeah. I oh, think I totally because of the agree. heat. I, I didn't quite adjust to that the first mm-hmm. day. Cause I think last week it was actually pretty nice out all week. And yeah. Monday there was a couple times it was like a back pin and I went long. Yep. And I'm like, oh, no, that should be a normal eight iron. But it flew the entire green. So I really had to adjust that first day with how far everything was flying. Yeah. I sometimes kind of forget about that difference too, but it do- it is a big difference. I think it's like a combination of... One, just like the air. I don't know. When it's hotter, yeah. it just seems to fly further. But also when it's so hot, you're able to just get loose mm-hmm. so much quicker. And I don't know if you can notice it, but even just looking at people's swings, like you're just able to turn so much more. People have longer swings because you just feel like you can just like rip at the ball because it's so hot out and you're not going to, it's not like you're in the cold where you can mm-hmm. barely turn your back. Right. So I feel like both of those kind of a combination just make the ball fly further. Um, I would say... This course in particular wasn't super dry. They had watered it quite a bit, but if it's like hot and dry, the ball's just going to bounce and go. So you really have to account for that. Um, I didn't feel that too much though at Wilderness. No, they week. had that course still pretty wet. Yeah, it was pretty receptive. Yeah, with balls considering the heat, it was. Yeah, the yeah. greens actually held really nice when you hit an approach shot. So yeah, 
but no, it's just you're sweating a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your hand, at least mine in my glove, yeah. it's like soaked because you're just sweating and you have your glove on. There was a time I was hitting out of the sand and I don't remember what day this was, maybe Tuesday. So I had a fairway shot from the sand and the wind was coming back at me. So I hit out of the sand, the sand flies, and it just comes right back on me. And I am not even kidding you, on my legs and arms. Just sticks. Just covered in yeah. white. And I'm like, <laughs> this is, it just sticks to all the sweat that's on your legs and arms. And yeah, so I had to use my towel and wipe all that sand off. But no, I kind of, I kind of like playing in the heat, honestly. I do too. It was yesterday, I just noticed the last nine holes. I think I was more nervous too, but my hands are just sweating. So sweaty. Like every shot I had to wipe my hands off. I mean, it was, it was like over a hundred feels like, I think it was like 104 feels like when we finished. Yeah. But you know, there was like not any wind at all yesterday and I was just dripping. My hands were just sweating. I was like, this club (laughs) could slip. Like it really could. I almost put my rain gloves on because (laughs) yeah, I know it. I felt like the club could slip out of my hand at any point. Yeah. I don't know if you feel this way, but at least for me, when I'm playing in the heat, and I don't even know if I can like describe this accurately, but it almost feels like you're you it's able you're able to get so locked in. I don't know why this is in the heat, but even more so than if it's just like a super calm like seventy degree day, I feel like it's almost like because it's so hot, it just demands from you like so much focus and attention, and you're just sweating, and especially when there's no wind, like you are literally just like locked in and it's I don't know it's just this weird feeling but I just feel like I'm always more focused when it's so hot out because you're able to just like you just have to sit in it and there's no escaping it yeah there's no wind like it's just like you are there drenched in sweat in the heat and I don't know I'm just able to focus a lot better for some reason I don't know if that's a thing that yeah I don't know I don't know I I feel like I've started focusing better when there's a little wind because it makes me think okay I think yesterday that front nine I wasn't thinking as much as I should have been because yeah. I was missing shots just because I didn't think it through. Cause there was like no breeze. I was like, Oh yeah. 148. I got it. Yeah. Just automatic. But that back nine, there was like a little breeze and I started thinking better. And that then I was, I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. And tomorrow you leave again. Yes. <laughs> You're just all over the place. Yes. You're really going out with the bang this summer. <laughs> yes. Yep. I'm off with my family to Seattle for the U S women's amateur. So we're going to go yep. play Chambers Bay Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then however long you advance in the tournament. So, yeah. wishing you the best of luck. I'll be Thank following you. along, yes. and that'll be fun to watch. So, yeah. And as for me, I um, I'm coming off of three tournaments in a row, three weeks in a row. So for me, it is time for a break, <laughs> and we will get into this a little bit later. Actually, in our third segment today, we're going to be talking about just the importance of breaks, and especially you know, coming from a long run of tournaments or even going into a season, just how important that is mentally and physically too, just Mm -hmm. with your swing. Um, So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I found over the years, I have to really force myself to take breaks. I think it's it's super easy when you're trying to play at a high level to allow yourself to fully take a break and not kind of like, sometimes I get in this mindset where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break. I'm feeling good about it. And then I get maybe two or three days in and I just kind of panic a little bit. (laughs) I'm like, I feel like I need to swing. I need to practice. I need to do something. So I am going to really try and intentionally take a full break, at least a week, um, to kind of rejuvenate, then get a swing lesson in before season starts for us with the Huskers in the fall. So yeah, looking forward to that. Wish me luck because I'm usually not very good at that, (laughs) but we're going to try it out. What are you going to (laughs) do? during your break yeah that's a good question to stay busy so you don't yeah go golf I know um I'm finishing a class right now uh a psychology class just for summer school so yeah I'll finish that out strong that'll finish next week um 
get a few more work shifts in. I just work at Highlands, so yeah, hopefully just get a few work shifts in, take my mind off actually trying to practice. practice yeah. <laughs> and then, I don't know, maybe, yeah, see my family, see some friends, maybe go to the lake again. I'll definitely have to find some things to do so I'm not just sitting there like, ah, I should be practicing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we'll fill up the space somehow. But I really am looking forward to that kind of just coming off of three, three tournaments in a row is tough to do. And yeah, like you don't really realize that until you get to the end of your three tournaments and then you're like, wow, like I've been in tournament grind mode for three weeks now with Mm -hmm. like not a lot of practice sessions you know on the range or not a lot of slowing down time um and especially too we were like traveling for them I mean we went Chicago and then I came home for a day and then went Kansas City and then I guess this last one was back in Lincoln but it does kind of take a toll on you Mm -hmm. and when you get to the end of the three weeks I'm like okay yeah I am it's time yeah (laughs) I'm ready to just kind of take a mental break so yeah I am excited for that and then we'll be ready to go for fall season so so do you know this uh you were talking about fatigue is there a certain thing that happens to your swing as you're golfing that you're like, okay, I'm pushing it way too hard. I need to take a rest. Like, is there anything that you notice when you're golfing um, where it's like, I probably need to take some time off. Like you said, you have three tournaments in a row. Yeah. Was there uh, anything that really stuck out to you that says I need a break right now? I would say I can kind of feel it in my swing when mm-hmm. I start to get to that point, because it's almost like little things just kind of start to get off because I haven't been able to devote as much time to just purely right. practice. Um, because usually, you know, if you have a nice little system going where you have like a tournament and then like a week mm-hmm. at least of practice, it's like, you can kind of regroup, understand, you know, what were my weaknesses from that tournament and then work on those. When you're going from tournament to tournament, you don't always have that much time to work on those weaknesses. Yeah, you so just kind of have to go with what you just kind of have got. to go with it and you have to stay in your tournament mindset and be like, okay, we're still in grind mode. Um, you're just doing what you can to score well, which might not always be the best for your fundamentals. And so I could definitely feel it getting towards the end of this tournament. It was kind of like, okay, my swing might not be feeling the best right now, but like this week specifically, I was playing more of a hook and that kind of had started to, de- to develop over my last three tournaments. Um, so it wasn't like I was trying to make a swing change at that point because right. I was still in tournament <laughs> mode. So I was kind of like, okay, I need to play this hook, which isn't probably the best for my, for my fundamentals or what I would like. Um, but it's just kind of whatever you have to do to mm-hmm. score well and get through the tournament. So that's kind of when I start to notice it. Um, I can just kind of feel that like I am craving and I just really need that practice right. time. So you want like, to break down a shot, but you just don't yeah, have the time for you it. You don't have you're the time and mode. you can't put the mental energy into it either because you're so focused on trying it's, to score. Yeah. Well. It's more outcome based. Than, yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we do have something from text line. Uh, rubber duck says, at what age did you ladies start golfing at? I started with plastic clubs when I could walk, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but real clubs, probably four or five. Okay. For me. Yeah. I would say similar age for me. Um, I had two older sisters who did it. So it'd kind of be like, I don't know, I'm a little toddler running around and I'd take one of their clubs and just kind of whack it. But I feel like serious golf or like actually understanding what I was trying to do. I was probably, I think my first tournament, I was eight. So kind of just whacking the ball so you guys around were both until pretty then. early when you pretty young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And part of that too, your families were both Pretty big golfers. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. which helps. But yeah, if you get a text line wants to ask these guys, we got a couple golfers here, one that's on a pretty good hot streak right now. So if you want any tips on golf or just any questions for them, definitely feel free to hit up the Sarder Heyman text line. That's 402-464-5685. Because uh, these guys will definitely answer your questions. And like I said, Megan just won a recent uh, championship. So if you've got any questions for her, she definitely has some tips for you. Same with Lindsay. She just got done with three tournaments. Going on a break here because she needs it, but she's <laughs> yes. I'm sure she's got plenty of advice as well. So definitely hit up that Sarder Heyman text line. 
uh, if you guys got any questions for these. Uh, and then, Megan, I did want to ask you, because you were pretty much playing ahead in that whole tournament, right? Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. So what, I know every golfer is a little different. What is that mindset for you when you're ahead? Are you looking behind you or are you just playing each hole? I was trying to just go each hole at okay. a time. Um, it's hard to stay focused on that mm-hmm. and not keep track of where everyone is at. But I knew that both the girls or anyone in the field could go make a string of birdies out there. So I was like, we've got to just foot on the gas and keep going for birdies every hole. And that's kind of the mindset I think I have to have. I know some people maybe play defense when they're in the lead, but mm-hmm. I was like, I've got to attack. Otherwise I'm going to yeah. not be as aggressive and make more mistakes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what about you, Lindsay? If you're, if you're having a really good game and you're ahead, are you kind of looking around or are you just the same thing? You're just like one hole at a time. I'm just going to play aggressive or do you play it a little more safe? Um, I would say for me, I try and reduce the risks that I'm taking and it's more like because that's my tendency I tend to get too aggressive Mm -hmm. and so if I am if I do have the lead I'm like okay let's reduce the risk or if there's an option of like oh here's a risk reward situation I'll probably try and take the safer route that just like gets me a par gives me a best chance for par um and just try and stay consistent as possible at that point I don't need to be riding any huge waves yeah yeah that's fair (laughs) so which my mind tends to go to there so I just try and kind of dial it back a bit and stay consistent but yeah, and I, I, I noticed that even yesterday, there was one hole, I hit it left uh, on 11. Mm-hmm. My ball was on the hazard, but I would have had to stand on the rocks. So my left foot would have okay. been, like my heel would have been really high. My toe would have, I, I was like like this, my feet were not level. I was like, okay, I could try to stand on the rocks, hit this. But I'm like, you know, I don't know if this is going to help. Yeah. I'm just going to take my stroke, <laughs> yep. hit on the green. Bogey's not going to kill me. What's going to kill me is if I try to hit this shot and I whiff it or yeah. I fall in the water or I, you know, make a double or a triple. Now yeah. you've really hurt yourself, but ended up just hitting on the middle of the green to put yep. bogey. Which I am proud of you for doing that because that is one of the hardest things is kind of just accepting that at that point, then you're like Bogey's a good playing score. for bogey. Yeah. yeah. And that is so hard to do. It's so humbling. Because you're like, well, you know, I could, if I had a really good shot, yeah. you're like, I could put Pull myself in position. Yep. But it's like, you were telling me this the other day, because <laughs> when we were kind of talking about risky situations, you were like, okay, well use the, what do you call it? Like the nine 90, out of 10, yeah, 90%. 90%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like, which one are you going to be able to execute nine out of 10 times? And that's mm-hmm. the one you should always go with. And yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I, I should think about that more often. <laughs> yeah. Pick the 90% shot, not the 10% shot. Yeah. yeah. And that's a really good thing to remember with, like, I've been trying to apply that to punch shots too. Oh, mm-hmm. Like, which is your best angle? Well, which one are you going to be able to safely execute and get yourself in good position 90% of the time? So yeah, that's another good tip um, to kind of keep you not riding a roller coaster Yes, and not getting too ahead of yourself. But uh, then we got another one from text line here. He says, if you had two tips for a beginner golfer to remember, in order for them to improve, what would you recommend? So someone who's just getting into it, just two simple tips to get them started, essentially. Um, I would say be my number one would be be patient. Don't have too high mm-hmm. of expectations. It is not as easy as it looks. I mean, what the pros do is unbelievable, Crazy. the shots they can hit. Um, and the second thing would be, I mean, people don't like to hear this, but practice your short game more than your irons (laughs) and your driver. It's, it's more fun to hit drivers on the range, but the putts are really where the strokes come in. Yeah, for sure. I would also second that and say even more specifically, um, like short putts. Yeah. You can save yourself a lot of strokes if you really get good from five feet on in. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, that's like a, 
super mundane thing to practice on the putting green and it's not always the most fun to just hit three footer after three footer but we do a drill sometimes where you make a hundred three footers in a row and it seems like the most basic skill and ever it's so hard it but it's so hard, it's so and hard it, to, but it's yeah. also so good for your game like if you can confidently go into a three footer knowing okay yesterday I just made a hundred of these in a row mm-hmm. it just gives you so much confidence so I would say that focus on your short putts um yeah and another one kind of along the lines of stay patient but just don't get too down or disappointed in yourself golf is a very up and down game and it comes in waves and it comes with a lot of timing um so yeah just kind of ride out the waves and you'll get to those good parts but you got to go through some of the rough patches the rough first. patches yep. as well yeah so. that's good advice because that first time out especially if you're a beginner it's unless you're you know that's something that you're just incredibly naturally gifted at it's more than likely going to be sloppy that yeah. first time oh, you go sure. out yeah. so sure. it's good advice definitely patient it's it's yeah. definitely a patience thing because you know i just i don't golf like you guys but i just went up to crofton and golfed and mm. It was a process. It was really choppy at first. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you kind of get out of your head and you settle down. It's like, okay. Stick with it. Yeah. And just, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just relax here a little bit. And then uh, it, it does start piecing together. But, yeah, definitely a lot of reps, a lot of patience. Yeah. Uh, and I like what you guys said about putting because I was definitely missing a lot of strokes on the yeah. greens. <laughs> it helps. Yeah, it does. That's where you can, I feel like, make the most gains, like, very simply. Yeah. It's just with your short well, putts. And that's honestly been every day I've made – 53 footers every day yeah. and it's not been fun but no. that's what I've started every practice <laughs> session with because I my three foot make percentage this last season was not as good as I okay. wanted it to be and that's what I said eight tees up around the hole and just circle yep. after circle until I make 50 and I have to make all eight in a row and that counts as eight and then I do another eight and another eight and get to whatever 48 and I'm done but it makes you really focus on that and then and then in competition you can yeah stand over oh yeah make 50 of these a day yeah i've got this but and it really just takes the pressure it does yeah and i'm guessing with those you set up some that kind of break too well yeah you're going all around the Mm -hmm. hole so yeah some of them break which also really helps ease your confidence when you have that because you're not always gonna have you can like yeah see the same putt that you see on practice and competition yeah that's a great idea for a drill Perfect. All right. Well, we'll be back with our second segment with our quirky question today, but this is 93.7 The Ticket, Big Red Birdies with Lindsay Teal and Megan Whitaker. We'll be right back.